Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSP Magazine. Every company has a story to tell, from the small startup to the large enterprise, and everything in between. This is one of them. Knowledge is power, now more than ever. Sean. I have a story to tell you. Yeah. But, how? Uh, how? <laughs> very carefully. <laughs> no, it's, uh, as, as we're preparing for this, I was thinking about a time of, we're talking about audience matters, words matter, and, and I hearken back to uh, my, an early part of my life where I was given the opportunity to watch Scarface, probably far younger than I was supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> and the the message in there wasn't for me as a young kid. It was, it was a movie for adults. And this doesn't directly relate to security and infosec programs, but the point is you have to know your audience, figure out what the message is you want to convey and make sure that they they get that message. And if you're presenting the wrong message to the wrong audience, who, who knows what you end up with? You end up with something like me. <laughs> what you don't, what you don't <laughs> want necessarily. You're just gonna be scared for the rest of your life. That's no, right. they, 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 I think you're making a really good point. And for me, coming from branding and advertising, and actually one of my first gig was uh, copywriting. That was exactly the first thing you need to do. Who are you writing this message for, and how is it going through? Do you need to use certain levers versus others and uh and we think i think we forget about that when we talk about technology we use a lot of jargon a lot of acronyms and you know many times i have to search them <laughs> to know what we're talking about and uh, and that may damage the relationship at the at the on the board with people that are more business oriented and maybe they need to be told the story in a different way. You're not changing it. You're just explaining it in a better way. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I think another part that's missing, and we're going to get into this uh, fairly, fairly deeply here, but part that's missing, I feel is that oftentimes security programs describe what they're doing and not so much what they're doing to help the business and what you want the business to do to help you support them. So rather than me trying to pretend I know what I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm just regurgitating Scarface uh, quotes here in a few <laughs> minutes. Let, let's get our good friend, uh, Demetrius Lazarigas. Laz, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Marco. Uh, it's you good to you matter and your words matter for this podcast <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, and on the broader spectrum. Words, the words do matter. I mean, exactly. it's how we uh, communicate every day, right? Yeah. This applies on our everyday life. Uh, yeah. That's how you can get stuff done. Even when you talk to your kids or, you know, you, you go in a store, try not to use the right words and see what kind of product you're going to get. <laughs> exactly. And I think, I think what's also, you know, and, you know, look, we're just chatting, right? I mean, it's like, it's a, it's a weird time in the world, right? Everything's upside down backwards and we're trying to figure out, you know, what are we going to do next? And the words do matter. And sadly, we're behind a two by two thumbnail postage stamp size Zoom window for most of our time right now. And I think it's important that we, uh, you know, understand what, you know, the power of those words. 
Exactly. And in, in, the, in those words, we have to depict context. We have to understand perspective and uh, connect all those dots. And remember that, yes, we're talking technology and business, but there is the human in there, right? So people think different things and have different views and uh, they're all, everybody's worried about their own thing, <laughs> not your thing. Uh, yeah, so you have to get them, you have to get them worry about yours as well. Yeah. We got a lot going on right now as a, as a society, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I presume a lot of our listeners know who you are. Um, and well, let's hopefully not. they had a chance to listen to the origin story for your oh organization. Oh my gosh. What a great, man, what a great interview. I, I can't uh, thank you guys enough for that. ITSP magazine, Sean and Marco, thank you so much. That was, it was just good to tell the story. You know, there was a lot going on and, you know, talking about, you know, words matter, you know, there, there's a lot of words and emotion in that interview. You know, thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah I, I definitely really suggest nice. everyone that is listening to this to finish to listen to this, don't stop this. And then, <laughs> and then after that, go listen to the origin story because it's, it, it's connected. It's, it's uh, yeah. as you said, it's made of human and are the same human in this particular case last. So for those that really don't know who you are, uh, well, a little, it, a little it, intro by yourself. Yeah, I'm not going to assume that everybody <laughs> will be nice. Yeah, look, you know, I, I'm a security practitioner by training. Um, you know, I've spent 30 years in security, uh, Air Force and a bunch of other really cool opportunities post-military. And, you know, I've been in the space for a long time. And um, I don't, I don't want to date myself, but my first computer was a Commodore VIC-20. And we'll, we'll stop there. But I think the other thing is, you know, I've been a CISO a couple times, three times. And through that, um, you know, I've had the opportunity to found a company, Blue Lava, which is a really powerful platform that helps security leaders. And um, just fortunate to be here today and, you know, share some thoughts on the topic, uh, Words Matter. Yeah, and let's let's get into it, Laz, because we, we in the Origin Story podcast, we talk about how you and the other three co-founders came together to, to build this platform by and for the CISO community. And my, my understanding is that we, we, I mean, let's be real. There's a ton of technology, there's a ton of data, and a ton of process uh, sitting in IT and, and info, InfoSec. And the, the tech people and the security folks kind of know what they're doing in that world. But as soon as we try to cross over and uh, sit in front of an exec staff or in front of a board or uh, perhaps a potential uh, acquisitor or an M&A event, <laughs> we have to describe what's our security posture and how does that support the business. And so maybe just kind of set the stage. Where, where do you see the things breaking down as we translate what we're doing to why we're doing it? That's a great question. One of the, I mean, one of the things I've learned in my career, you know, because I grew up as a practitioner and an engineer is, you know, going, going to the board and technical jargon doesn't work. You can, but, it'll be a career limiting move. So when I, when I come at that question, Sean, I look at it and say, all right, well, 
when I'm trying to explain what I'm doing, I need to be thoughtful on a number of levels. And when I talk about being thoughtful, it's kind of like I take I take the view of who's the audience, right? Know your audience. That's part one. Number two is, you know, what what is their what is their role with my program? And then the third part is, you know, back to the human side of things, it's kind of like, well, you know, what other external forces are going on that may be impacting them? So if I take an example uh, and I need to report on my security program and, you know, program management around it, what am I doing about that? Well, um, if I'm going to go to the board, I'm going to have a different way of presenting than I would to the business units versus the CFO or maybe an analyst. And everybody wants to understand about program management when we talk about security program management. But the audiences are always different. And so I have to be able to take the data and translate it into terms that they're all going to understand. And it's not going to be the same for each group. Everybody wants a different view or understanding of the data. It's a long answer, Sean. I just wanted you to get inside my head. <laughs> we're, we're, we're just scratching the surface here, Lars. Um, so my, my follow-up question on that front then is, because what another thing I also visualize, and you kind of touched on it, and, and maybe this is something we need to recognize as well, is we sit in our bubble, we collect our data, we use our tools, we pop our head out and 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 uh, stick it into the boardroom and say, "Here's what we just did," and then we pop back down, or, or we need we need another five million uh, because because of X, Y, and Z. And we pop our head back down and and run our program. How how important is it to and and how assuming it is important, how do we actually become part of the conversation? Assuming that, that that's critical. All right. So there's like four questions there, Sean. So let me, let me peel this back a little bit. The first question, no, and this is, these are great questions. The first one is, is I'm getting ready to go to the board meeting. Well, all right. So if I'm going to pop my head up in the board meeting, that board meeting is usually two times or four times a year for 10 to 15 minutes. So the words I have to choose very carefully there are, how am I going to explain security program management at the board level 15, 15 minutes, four times a year? That gives me one hour in front of the board. So at the board level, what I highly recommend is getting to know the board members. First thing is understand who they are and what the board composition looks like. You can ask yourself, do I have a technologist on the board or not? If I do, maybe spend some time with that person so you can understand what he or she is thinking about for the company as, you know, you're thinking about, you know, 12 to 18 months with your program. They're thinking the same way about the business. That gives you a great starting point. If you don't have a technologist on the board, I would encourage you to figure out who on the board is part of the audit committee or the, you know, um, a committee for technology, you know, somebody in there that would understand tech. 
that's going to be one way of getting in front of the board. If you're not reporting to them, you have to get a champion inside the company to help you get there. That's, that's a, I don't know, that's a, a short answer. Hopefully it you know, gives you some insight to the board and board level reporting. The other aspect, Sean, that you're asking about, how do I get in front of them? Well, is it the board or the business? Because if it's the business, then that may be a, a, a different discussion. You know, how do you get in front of them? Are you going to the monthly meetings? Are you doing the check-ins? How are you reporting on the business and the business performance and progress? And how are you mapping your security program to that process? Two different audiences, two different questions. And it will be nice if we always know who the audience is, right? But sometimes we don't, but we do know the big picture. Um, by the big picture, what I mean is to know what is the goal, what, what we want to achieve, right? You know, you, you listen to a story and you're like, what, what's, what did I learn from this story? What's the moral? of the story? What did I get out of this? And if you don't have that in mind and you don't know who the person that you're about to talk to, you know, what's their style is, at least you know what you're trying to do. And I think that we all agree that when we talk about infosecurity, cybersecurity, what the story that we need to tell is how to translate risk to revenue, right? But not as scaring people. <laughs> actually tell them, look, this is why you're doing it. You're not doing it because you have to. You're doing it because it's good for the business. And I think that's where we are at now. And how do we do that? Yeah, I think there's a couple of things there. I believe that when you work with executives, the board or the business, and speaking the language of the business, Everybody understands what it's like to win. And when we talk about winning the company, the, the performance of the company, if I'm watching a company whose business objectives are to grow 20 to 30% year over year organically or you know, through acquisition, I have to consider in my role as a security practitioner and a security leader, how am I going to explain what I do in business terms? Everybody understands performance inside the company and everybody understands what it's like to run a business when you're inside the trenches and you're working to align to the business. So, Marco, to answer your question, I, as a security leader, as a practitioner, have to be able to take what I'm doing with my security program and program management and be able to articulate in the terms that they understand. So, for example, if we are growing 20 to 30% per year and we realize that we're going to have two acquisitions in the next quarter, how will security be inserted into that? And back to your original comment, where's the risk to revenue? We as security leaders have to figure out the best way to have that discussion earlier in the process than post-acquisition. Because what you, you, what you don't want to do is you don't want to acquire a company or go through a joint venture and not perform security due diligence on that, that acquisition or that investment and to find out, you know, 90 days later that something bad happened in that environment or they're not being 
um, they're, they're not putting the same level of investment into their security program as you are. So having those types of discussions up front could help. Uh, thinking about it, and that's just giving you an example about you know security program management and aligning it to this uh, to the company's performance and goals. And I, I like that you gave the example. Well, you, you gave you gave a high level 20, 30 percent growth, right? And the example used underneath that is you're going you, you'll achieve that through M, two M and A transactions. Are there other examples you can give, and and perhaps? maybe use this opportunity to say, here's how I might change the language from my program to support that objective. Yeah, this is by X, yeah. Y, and Z, and this is how we're going to work our program to do that. Yeah. So let me, let me just go one level deeper than on the acquisition example. So the company is going to grow 20 to 30%. We're going to acquire these two companies. We're going to build their business plan and infrastructure into our environment. Well, at that point, there's a natural discussion that could occur. How do we measure their security program? What do you mean? Well, our security program does A, B, and C. How do we know that they're at our level? Well, do we want them to be at our level or below our level? Well, what's the company goal? To get them integrated as quickly as possible? Yes. We want to recognize revenue faster. Yes. See, Sean, I'm not having a discussion about blocking OFAC countries with the WAF. I'm having a discussion in business terms because now then what we could do is we could say, let's look at what they're doing. Let's build a baseline of their security program and compare it to ours, giving us complete visibility in what they have and what they don't have. Hey, that makes sense. How long will that take? You know, I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's one of the reasons why I built Blue Lava with, you know, our team to understand what's happening with security program management more effectively and as quickly as possible. So if, if we're looking at that and we're basically saying, you know, here's my program, here's what's going to happen with any, anything, you know, I'm using an acquisition as an example but I have to ask the business questions first, and then I can come back with what I have and what I don't have, whether it's an acquisition, a new project, a new I don't know, digital transformation project, uh, a product, an application. I have to be in a position to ask those business questions first about what is the end, end goal, right? I mean, I think Marco and Sean, you've, you've said this. Why are we doing this? And as a business, if I'm going to win, and in that winning, I have to understand that as an employee. Okay, great. We're all on the same page. Let me ask a couple of business questions, but then let me talk to you then about the biggest risk to revenue. So let's say we've gone through this exercise. We've identified some of those business questions. Now what I can do is I can say, okay, well, I'm going to bring that, I'm going to bring that infrastructure or I'm going to, you know, release this project or we're going to work on several things. What is it in my program that has to be looked at or evaluated against the business target goals? Then I can look at it and say, and I can break things down. Well, you know, what's going to be impacted by this, right? If it's a new project, is it cloud environment? Is it applications? Is my security team going to be impacted? See, I'm still having a business discussion. And now I'm bringing it to a level of, 
these are the resources I need and people, you know, process and technology to be successful with my program. At some point, somebody will ask, where do you think our biggest gap is or where is the risk to revenue? And that's when, you know, you can have a discussion, but it doesn't have to be that, you know, that discussion. And I think I've said this before, you know, with, you know, Sean, you and Marco and, you know, with the ITSP audience, and, and I've used this before as an example, but I have to know who my audience is. If I'm going to the IT director or if I'm going to somebody that runs infrastructure, yes, I'm concerned about sensitive data being stored, processed, and transmitted on a USB device. Do we disable that on a laptop? Am I putting credit card data on that USB device and is it going to the cloud somewhere? What about PHI, right? Personal healthcare information. Is that going out there? Am I going to have that level of discussion with the business? I'm going to talk more about the fines that are going to be imposed if we don't meet regulatory compliance. I'm going to discuss how that's not going to help the sales team be an enabler. I don't want to be the obstacle. I want the company to do well. And as long as I understand the business pieces, I can go have a discussion about the uh, regulatory mandates and all the, all the other pieces and parts I need with my program. Um, and then I can talk about the risks, depending if the audience is technical or not technical. But then I go back to my original question. Do you have a technologist on your board? And if you do, do you know them? And does that person know what role technology plays in your world with security program management? Because it's going to, we're, we're going to see a lot of changes. And we're starting to see them now with CISOs and board level reporting. And my, my words of advice are, you know, look, embrace it because we've been asking for this for decades. You know, and CISOs have been always saying, you know, hey, look, I want a seat at the table and I want to talk about what I'm doing with my program and program management. And my, my second point is after you embrace it, be ready to have your own internal translator when we talk about words that matter, when, when we talk about words matter, they will matter because you, you as a practitioner and a leader are going to be positioned for success when you're able to, to have that translation. You, you touched on uh, two words, sales enablement, and I want to spend a little more time here. I mean, we can talk about revenue, risk to revenue and uh, I, I completely appreciate everything you just described. Um, a lot of great advice in there. Let's get to the brass tacks. Most, I mean, every business is selling something. A widget, service, good, goodwill. <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're, they're selling something. How do we, as a security organization, help them with their sales? And we, we, we talk about it a lot in the terms of being the department of no. We don't want to be the department of no. Let's take that even further. How do we, how do we help them sell better? Well, I think, so there's a couple of things, Sean, that I found. And again, these are things that I found in my career and with my peers and um, lessons learned the hard way. I think there's there's a couple opportunities for us, right? The first one is, get to know the business, spend time with the business, understand, going back to what we were talking about earlier, 
understand what's going through their minds with those four objectives. I understand the business. I have to speak in their language. I have to also have empathy. And then I have to understand what's going on in the world, right? And, and as I understand those things and I'm having an open and, you know, um, candid discussion with the business, understand what, you know, what's their motivation? You know, is it to grow the 20 to 30%? How are they going to be impacted? How can I best partner with them to get things done? I think when we talk about sales enablement through that lens, I think become what becomes critical and, and uh, it's almost like breathing. It's like, how can I make sure they're successful while protecting the company, the brand, and making sure that we do the right things? I don't want to put our company at risk. And that executive shouldn't want to put that company at risk either. And if you're telling me that we're going to acquire these two companies and we don't have a good way, and I was using the DLP as an example, if you wanted to go down the technical path of that, Let's just say, I know as an engineer that we have, you know, a DLP solution and it's tracking all sorts of information. You know, it could be, you know, credit card, PHI, it could be, you know, sensitive financials, product roadmap, could be, you know, things that are going to happen in the future with uh, product releases or sales strategies, go-to-market strategies. I don't have to be able to talk about DLP in that context. What I have to be able to do is bubble it up and just say, what I just said, hey, business partner um, X, with the things that we're going to go do now with these two acquisitions, here's where we're going to have gaps. Do we want sensitive information out there in the public, specifically our go-to-market strategy, our financials? What if we're pre-IPO? Am I willing to take that risk? Usually that's the discussion I will have with a business leader um, and just making sure that I'm bringing them along because a lot of this is really, I want you to win. Here are the things I'm worried about. Are you worried about them too? How do we get risk acceptance in that process? Because at the end of the day, if that person is in charge of selling that, that widget or that item, I want them to be successful. I want the company to be successful. How do we work together to make that happen? Now, look, it's not always going to be. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to pause you quickly because yeah. I, I think the answer is back to one of your previous points in, in program management. Right. There, there's a sales program and there's a security program. And maybe you can shed some light on how, how important is it to understand their program, how they work, how their systems work, the workflows right. they use, where they're pulling in data from customers, how they use that data? Because to me, that seems like where a big chunk of understanding what they do will then drive what you do. Right. So, yeah. So if we go back to those four areas that I was mentioning, you know, what, what are their, you know, are there, are the company goals, their goals, right? And understanding that understanding that process and understanding what's happening with the tools and the technology and the people that are making those programs run in harmony. Well, I've got a similar set of things in my program and understanding how that group or that business unit functions will then be essential for us 
to demonstrate to them how we map our program to those business requirements and those business goals. Yep. So this all makes sense, but I think we, we need to give some tips as we start wrapping here on uh, going back to where we started, you know, how word matters and how Scarface. do we, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Scarface. <laughs> how do we watch Scarface tonight? Uh, no, but in a way it is. How do we suggest um, what is the right movie to, to watch the right story to tell, or even better, how can we tell that story in the right language and kind of removing it? You know, you said something important before. I mean, at the end of the day, most of the time, people that are very involved into this, there are engineers, there are programmers, there are computer science, and it's hard to remove that language. That's what you study for. This is what is in your blood. How, how do you scrap that like a good example it was before you use um the 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 dlp and i'm thinking like what the hell is dlp right <laughs> so it works if you're talking to somebody that is in your on your planet but it doesn't work with that so how what is your advice where you're telling people other CISO or other security engineer to, and they go to the board, like what, how do you do that? How do you yeah. clean your language? And by clean, I don't mean it's a dirty language. It's <laughs> how, how do you prepare it for the people you're talking to? It's only three Und letters DLP, not four. <laughs> Un understood. Understood. I think, you know, again, I'm sharing things that have worked for me. I'm not being prescriptive. Of course. I'm, I'm, I'm confident that, you know, everybody, Everybody, you know, has the ability to do what you're asking, Marco. The, the, the question is, is if I'm an engineer, do I want to change my strategy for career advancement to management? Because I could stay in technology for the rest of my career, and that's cool. Or if I go down the management path, I have to make some adjustments. And those adjustments are going to revolve around three things. So what I would recommend is I would recommend starting to learn more about the business. Whether it's your business, um, you start to read more about business and business management. Um, you know, understanding your business would be critical. And then, uh, you know, understanding business and business management pieces um, and how they're going to get there. They being the business, how are they going to achieve that goal? That's number one, understanding the business more. And there's, there's so many wonderful things out there that you can read and you know, there's a lot of information out there about, you know, understanding the business. But I think it's imperative, number one, you start with your business. Number two, when you're looking at this and you've never done it before, if you haven't reported to the board, find somebody who has. Reach out. I mean, there's so many different ways to network with people today. Um, the, the CISO community is really supportive. And I'm confident you can find two to three people. Let's just say you could find two to three people that have reported to the board or are reporting to the board and ask them for coaching. Because as CISOs, I believe that we're all, we're wired in a way where we want to help people. That's so number two would be look, seek out other, your uh, others, your peers that have, you know, reported to exec staff and the board and they've been successful. And I always like to learn also from the people that have been unsuccessful. What would they do differently and why? What would they have changed? And then the third one is, as you're on this path, I think that we have to lose the jargon. And, you know, it's 
it's interesting Marco saying, you know, DLP and you know, like for us in the security practice, that's like breathing, right? We understand what that is. We understand what, what's going on there with DLP and the acronyms, but it's not going to resonate. It may not resonate. It may not resonate well in your organization. So the top three things, uh, just to quickly recap on those, Marco and Sean, would be understand your business. Surround yourself with the people that have reported to the board or the executive committee or the executives. Learn from what they've done that works and then doesn't work. And then the third thing is, is thinking about how you're going to uh, lose the technical jargon. Don't lose it for all discussions, but at the board level or exec staff. And how are you going to translate that so you can flip it around and make it a productive discussion? I love it, Laz. And I'm going to use this opportunity here as we come uh, come to the close to, I guess I want to highlight the, the work that you've been doing in your entire career and then now with uh, the Blue Lava platform and the community. Because what everything we just talked about assumes we have the data to help us tell the story. Otherwise, we're just making stuff up, right? Mm -hmm. And so... We, we need to have the data and it's not just the security data. It's the, it's the business partners data as well that we have to understand where, where are they driving? What, what areas of the world are they doing business in? Uh, who are they working with? What are the, what supply chain are they involved with? Who are their business partners? Uh, what kind of the data are they working with? What are the regulations? All this stuff we have to un collect and understand that data has to come from somewhere and then you have to ingest it, put a program around it, and then spit it back out. Here's how we're helping all of this work. And so as a final word, talk to me a little bit about how you are taking your experiences, working with peers in the community, fellow CISOs uh, from all over the place, to help collect that right, the right data, ingest it, program it, uh, put a program around it, and then create those words that matter. Yeah. Well, I've, I, I've had the opportunity, Sean, um, to work with some amazing people in my career. And those people have been very supportive um, when we started to build out Blue Lava and the Blue Lava platform, because the problems that you're outlining right now were many of the reasons why we founded the company and we're doing what we're doing. We, we saw a problem of security program management and aligning it to the business. And we've been successful with taking the information, understanding what the business is and you know, what resonates with the business, taking the ability to look at the data, ask the business what their objective is, understanding what I have and what I don't have using the Blue Lava platform, take that information, then map it together, and then give them reports that resonate at any level inside the company. Could be the board level, it could be the C-suite, it could be um, you know, management layer, or it could be an analyst. I think it's important to you know, ask the question once, use the data many times for different purposes, but going back to the original theme, theme right? Words matter. I have to understand my audience, I need a place to have all my data. And the example I'm using is using the Blue Lava platform. I answer once, I can repurpose for many uses. Love it. Yep. Love it. 
And Sean, uh, the next time you go to do the blood test, don't forget to check uh, that your DLP is in range. <laughs> no, talking about another category is the talk with a lot of acronyms, right? <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Well, I, I think uh, it's clear to me in the words we had today that this doesn't happen magically, right? We have we have to take a pause. We have to recognize where we sit in relation to the business and, uh, and engage ourselves in the business and work with the business partners to get their perspective, right? And, and then present our story to them in a way that matters to get them, well, first off to help enable them to succeed and then to get them to help support us in that effort with whatever that means. Uh, providing data or uh, allocating resources in order to, to support the programs that are being built. It's a team sport, right, Laz? Team sport. Correct. Security has become a team sport. Absolutely. And I think to close with this, in words that matter, as security leaders, we have to be able to measure, optimize, and communicate what we're doing at any level of the organization. That's well put, Les. Yeah, I'm not going to add anything to that. No. <laughs> I, I will add that it's always a treat to uh, have these conversations with you, always enlightening, um, very operational, and, and a lot of things folks can take away from these conversations. Uh, there will be show notes that include uh, links to important things that Laz spoke to his words uh, in other formats <laughs> other mediums and uh, I appreciate everybody listening to this story from uh, a good friend Laz at Blue Lava thank you Laz right. thank you Sean, thank you Marco thank, thank you, you. we hope you enjoyed this conversation if you learned something new and the story made you think then share itsbmagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society.